welcome to Life on the Brink, a lovely little place filled with inspiration and creativity that is dedicated to enjoying life one day at a time. I'm Anna, and together we're exploring the beautiful things in this world that fascinate us, and often discovering something new. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 64 of Life on the Brink. I hope you're having a lovely week, whether you are a student or a parent or a teacher. I wish you all the best in this upcoming school year. I uh, personally, my school year will begin officially next week, but I'm very much in the throes of it right now, as I know many people are. And that rather speaks to today's topic, because August is probably mm, the weirdest month of the year, I would say. Late August and early September are like the most difficult transition of the year for me. Consider this for a moment. Winter, the season of winter, arrives, and we welcome it without even realizing it because it comes with Christmas time. And, you know, all the songs and the imagery, it's all with snow and evergreen trees, and we welcome winter with open arms. Uh, <laughs> and spring is so easy to anticipate and to welcome because we're tired of winter <laughs> and the dreariness of winter. And summer, I think, like sort of unofficially begins on Memorial Day weekend, right? Because all the pools open up and School is ending right around there, and one of those events will trigger the beginning of quote-unquote summertime. And it's already warm, so it feels like spring, but just more alive, more summer, you know. But the end of summer is like, what is that, you know? The first day of fall technically doesn't start until September 22nd, but school begins well before then, and... <laughs> As I've uh, typically referenced, the Pumpkin Spice Nation is about to descend upon us, and um, I'm already hearing the spooky, scary skeletons music all on social media, um, because fall is exciting, and after the heat of the summer, it's natural to crave that coziness, but that is not going to come for quite a while, at least where I live. I'm in Virginia, and it is warm well through all of September, I would say. It's mild, but it doesn't really get that autumn chill until the very end of September and October. So the end of summer is sort of this nebulous thing where it's hot, but I'm seeing pumpkins everywhere, and it doesn't feel the same as the beginning of summer, which is why it is for me the most difficult transition of the year. I love living in a climate that enjoys all four seasons, but like I said, it's still quite hot where I live. And I also have a confession to make, <laughs> and that is that I am ready for this summer to end. I know that I talked all, all winter and spring just like totally uh, looking forward to summer, and I just, I can't wait for it, and I am definitely a warm weather kind of person as opposed to cold weather. But it has been so hot. It, it, to give you like numbers, it's been consistently in like the mid 90s, like for the past month. And it's typically at least 90% humidity. So, 
any time in between about 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. It's just hot. Now, I still love summer produce and I do want to soak up the summer, but I'm so excited for fall. Let me tell you why. Because not only do I have like specific books and films in mind that are just going to be so, so enjoyable, but also Josh and I are traveling for a week to the mountains. We're going to Canada in mid-September. And so planning for that, it's going to be nice and chilly and it's going to be big mountain vibes, you know. So I'm looking forward to that. And also because this fall is going to be less uh, stressful for both of us, Josh, because he graduated with his master's this past spring. And so he is going to experience his first ever autumn without any thoughts of academia whatsoever. And me, uh, because I have shifted around some of my work and have dropped some things and have shifted my schedule a bit so that this fall is going to be um, a much easier transition and less stressful than years past. So herein lies our conundrum, because I love anticipation and I encourage us all to anticipate the autumn season. But what about that time between now and then? Because what that could look like is just, you know, being frustrated with the heat, which of course we crave when it's middle of February, right? There's still a lot of time in between now and true autumn, and I would prefer to not think of it as a very uncomfortable pre-fall, but a true end of summer. <laughs> and to that end, I am sharing some things today, some ways that I am enjoying and I invite us all to enjoy in these last days of summer. Fortunately, as of the past week, the weather has become far more enjoyable, and I'll get into that a little bit. Um, but before before we get into our 10 ways to enjoy the end of summer, I will, of course, invite you. We're six minutes in, and I haven't yet talked about tea. I'm drinking a cup of tea. I invite you now to make yourself a cup of tea. I'm drinking today the the Metropolitan Tea Company. It's their strawberry green tea. And it tastes pretty much like a gummy lifesaver as a tea. And it's it's so delightful. <laughs> so make yourself a little cup of something nice and um let's talk about it. These are ways that we can enjoy this end of summer. All right, let's jump into this list. I have 10 ways to enjoy the end of summer. So we're looking at August, we're looking at some of September as well, and however that looks with the climate wherever you live. Number one is to finally go back outside. So like I said, it's been like 90 degrees plus and at least 90% humidity for a long time, <laughs> but it's finally dropped off a little bit. And now the highs tend to be in the upper 70s, low 80s, and it feels so nice. You can finally go back outside and do the summery things that were so unbearable about a month ago. So if you think about it, when it was like early mid spring, you had in your head an idea of like, oh, the summery things I'm gonna do. Now's the time to like revisit that. All those outdoor things. I know Josh and I were gonna, we plan to have a picnic on the beach, but we haven't done that yet. 
or, you know, to go to the local theme park or to go on bike rides, stuff like that, that would have just been just so, so hot before. Now you can revisit those things. Everyone like really enjoys the beginning of summer, but the end of summer has the same kind of weather and it's a chance to re-enjoy or to finally uh, enjoy some of those things. That's number one, go back outside. (laughs) Number two is to dry your fresh herbs. So if you have any kind of herb garden, um, like me, mine is uh, right now is absolutely overrun with sage. It is, uh, it's in its happy place. And now is the time to harvest some of those things that are definitely going to go dead, um, or, or just lie dormant over the winter and dry them. The way I do it is I usually will, um, fill the kitchen sink with, Uh, an amount of water, enough so that the herbs can just float. And I'll let them sit in that water for a while and wash them out and uh, rinse them off. And then I'll lay them on a towel and let them dry uh, well enough, like overnight. And then I take stems of the leaves, wrap them up in a rubber band and hang them. Um, I have some hooks that I've been using and hanging them from (laughs) um, various spots in my apartment and I just leave them for eh, a week or two until they're all dry and crispy and then you can break off all the leaves and I I like to save um spice containers when I use them up I usually you know from Trader Joe's or wherever there's nice glass bottles and save them and if you can manage to get the label off that that always helps but I can't always get it off and I'll use those to store my dried herbs So then you have them all through the winter and you can make, you can either add them to your cooking or I'm looking forward to making some tea blends. We'll see how that goes. And that's exciting to think about. So rather than let some of those fresh herbs go to waste later, harvest more than you need and dry them. Number three is to make jam. Yes, because right now is stone fruit season and it's when the fruits are at their happiest And one of the ways to use up like a bounty of fruit is to make jam. Now I have linked in the show notes, like an actual recipe, if you would like to have the measurements and the breakdown, but honestly, it's the easiest thing in the world. I'm going to break it down for you. You just put your fresh fruit, or you can do it with frozen fruit. Um, but for the purposes of this episode, your fresh fruit. Um, and sometimes I'll put a little bit of water into a saucepan and you just boil it. I will let it simmer for... I don't know. It depends on how much you have. It can be quite a while, depending on the amount, uh, just until it forms a nice, thick consistency. Also, uh, in that pot, you're going to put your sweetener of choice. But basically, once you can put a spoon into the mixture and take it out and it coats the back of the spoon and you can run your finger along the back of the spoon and it forms a nice, clear line, then you know you're at a good spot. Um, and then you just add a little bit of lemon juice and put it in a container and you store it and that's your jam and you can, um, you can use it to bake with, add it to baked goods, or you can put it on toast, obviously anything you would use for jam. Um, and if you are savvy in actual canning, you know, sealing them, then you can have them for, you know, long, long, long time. But at least if you store it properly, it should last you Mm, several weeks, I should think, depending on your container, um, which will take you well into the fall and you'll have used up those like 
peak flavors of seasonal fruits. It's a very fun project. I really recommend. It's very easy. And it's a nice way to also use herbs or you can add some spices. So give it a thought. Make jam, number three. Number four is to enjoy an after-dinner stroll. Now, this is the time of year when dining outside or al fresco is always preferred. And whether or not you're able to eat outside or not, it's so refreshing afterwards, after a nice, light summer meal, to have a stroller, or maybe not as light, this also helps for that, <laughs> to have a stroll, even if it's around your neighborhood, if you're at home, or if you're at a restaurant, you can, uh, you know, walk around a couple blocks or go to a nearby park and just enjoy that evening summer air. It also does aid in digestion as well, like a, a nice mild walk, not intense cardio per se, um, but just a walk will really aid in digestion. It's good all around and uh, it's really enjoyable at this time of year. So that's number four, is to enjoy an after-dinner stroll. Number five is on the other side of the spectrum, which is to enjoy being cozy on the couch. So here's the thing. I'm, maybe some of you will relate to this. I put this pressure on myself during the summer that I definitely don't put on myself in the winter to be out and to be doing things and to be active and to just, you know, absorb every ounce of summer energy. But that's, of course impossible and will add unnecessary stress to your summer day. So if you're having a cozy day in and it's summertime, you are allowed to do that. So enjoy it. There's no reason to rob yourself of the enjoyment by adding pressure or guilt that is, you know, from no source but you. And I'm saying this to me, to Anna, <laughs> no source but me. Summer is meant to be enjoyed, and that can look different every day. So yes, I do think that it's a great time of year that we tend to be outside more. We need more hydration. It's nice to um, to be active, to use this, um, this time of year. I feel like it's only natural for our bodies and our minds, but it's okay not to do that every day all the time. So if you are being cozy or lazy <laughs> or whatever it may be, on the couch. That's okay. That's part of summer as well. So that's number five. Enjoy being cozy on the couch. Number six is to wear whatever special summery clothes are in your, uh, your closet or your wardrobe that you haven't worn yet. So before we have to turn our closets over to the cold weather stuff, assess take inventory. And if there's like a special dress that you've been saving for the perfect summer day, wear it or, you know, make a plan to wear it. Say, yes, I'm going to brunch or whatever. And I'm going to wear this dress because, you know, you wait all year to wear some of the cutest stuff and then you might forget about it. Who knows? And the days are uh, growing shorter and it's time to go ahead and wear those things. So make a plan and wear it and enjoy the things that you have. I personally do have uh, one or two dresses that are just a little bit more out there or perhaps a bit more formal. And um, I'm going to see. I'm going to see where I can wear them in the next couple of weeks um, so they can see the, the light of day. <laughs> All right. So number seven is to enjoy a summer read. So whether you are still um, participating in this year's summer reading challenge, um, you can go to episode 
57 to learn more about it, but uh, I personally have wrapped up my quote unquote challenge bit, and I'm going to actually talk about that in next week's episode. But either way, this is still prime reading time, and I think it's also especially nice to read something that's summary to keep you in that frame of mind. So for example, I'm currently reading Hotel Pastis by Peter Mayle, which is mostly set in the south of France, and it's just swathed in that golden light, you know, and it's it perfectly transports me every time I open this book, and that's what I love about it. It's a really nice buffer book, <laughs> book buffer, <laughs> between now and all of the cozy autumn reads that I am quickly accumulating, and so I would recommend that to you. If you have time to uh, add into your reading schedule, I would find something that is set during the summer or set in a warm place, and uh, every time you open it up, it's just gonna, you know, re-romanticize all of those warm summer feelings. That's number seven. And in that same vein, number eight is to watch Nancy Meyers films. And I'm putting in parentheses the warm weather ones because we all know that the holiday is possibly number one, but it's a winter movie. We all know that. So I'm giving you your list. Um, and it starts with something's got to give and it's complicated. Those two at the top in order of importance, you can choose which one. Then you have the parent trap, obviously. And then there's father of the bride and part two. That's your mandatory list. And then I'm also adding onto that Home Again because it's on my personal to-watch list. I haven't seen this one yet. I think I explained a couple episodes ago. I'm in my Nancy Myers awakening. And the summer is the perfect time for it because the houses, it's just all of that warm, breezy, just ugh. And I think it's it's great for, again, just re just falling back in love with that light summer feeling. So those are your Nancy Myers films. That's your homework. <laughs> and uh, you won't regret it. I also am contemplating on the on that note. Um, there's been a lot of buzz this summer about the series, The Summer I Turned Pretty. And I don't really know. I know it's going to be very romantic. And I don't, I thought it, I was like, is this going to be too cheesy, too hallmarky? But it's gotten good enough reviews and it's set on the East Coast. So I hear, so I may also have to check that out before summer is done. But that is number eight to watch the warm weather Nancy Myers films. <laughs> number nine is to have at least one more spontaneous moment. So here's what I mean, because I didn't really know how to put this into like a, a point. You know how summer brings opportunity for like spontaneity and sometimes for like crazy things. I don't mean like dangerous things, but slightly irresponsible, such as um, like you go to the movie theater in the middle of the day because you can <laughs> Or you stay up really late doing something, or maybe you stay out really late, or you have like a mandatory ice cream run or something like that. Just uh, something that you don't plan, something that is like, oh, that would be fun, but because it's summer, you just run with it, you know? Lean into that at least one more time. I love routine and I love, uh, you know, the dependability of it and um, having a day to day that. I know is going to be fulfilling, but there's something nice about, you know, sometimes I'll just look at Josh and I'll be like, I wonder if, or like, what if we, and he'll be like, oh, 
and, and I'll be like, oh, and, and then there's a chance to go with it. So I would invite us all to let that spontaneity stick around a little bit more. And finally, number 10 is to set aside leisure time to be savored slowly, even with the increase of structure or the chaos of the transition into structure. My weekdays and certainly many of your days are filling up quickly over the next couple of weeks. So I am being intentional when it comes to my calendar to block out certain evenings or weekends from any obligations to make sure that the transition from summer to fall isn't super stressful. You know, we don't have to say yes to everything, Anna. (laughs) And um, choosing to enjoy some downtime slowly and freely and however you want it to look like, I think is important, especially when there's a lot more that's going to be put on our plates, perhaps. So in other words, prioritize some rest here. And that's it. Those are my 10 ideas to enjoy the end of the summer season. I hope you will join me in uh, soaking up the sunny days and the warm nights. And I hope that this transition is as enjoyable for you as I know it will be for me. And before you know it, we are going to be feeling that autumn chill and I can't wait for it. So we can also keep in the back of our heads just the anticipation of the good things to come uh, because I'm looking forward to that as well. And with that, my friends, I will be right back with this week's little joy. So this week's Little Joy is a YouTube channel that is new to me, and it's really giving me such nice, warm, summer, fresh ideas. I hope I'm saying it right. The channel is Little Lonnie, L-O-N-N-I, and I'm leaving a link to this, of course, at the blog. She is German, and it's a really, like, uh, lively, charming young woman who A lot of her content is based around plant-based cooking, but first of all, the cinematography is just so, it's so nice to look at, and the coloring is warm, and everything just feels so fresh and, I don't know, wholesome. That's the only way I can uh, think to describe it at the moment, but her voiceovers are also super informative and encouraging, like they're uplifting. In particular, I'm going to leave uh, a link to a video that um, that really just like inspired me. It was so nice to see. It's called What I Eat in a Week for the Perfect Summer, in parentheses, body. So it's sort of comparing and contrasting what it means to have the perfect summer body and the perfect summer. And I think it's a really uh, just, I keep saying wholesome, but it, it is like an all-around beautiful look at nutrition, at body image, at summer, and it was just really enjoyable and inspiring. And I have since um, subscribed to the channel and enjoy all the different videos that she makes. So I would check it out if that is interesting to you, especially if you enjoy cooking or plant-based meals. Um, And even if not, I found it so inspiring. (laughs) So that's this week's little joy. Feel free to check that out. 
And uh, finally, I'll leave you with some music that is not new at all, but is new to me. So here's the thing. Even though I'm a musician, I listen to a surprisingly little amount of music in my day-to-day life. So I am I am pretty out of touch with the modern music scene. And I feel like that is, yeah, I mean, it. I'm in the dark when it comes to a lot of stuff, but I feel like I'm also missing out on good music. So I'm trying to go through like some really hit albums that I just didn't listen to when they came out. And this week I happen to be listening to the Taylor Swift album, Folklore. I haven't even gotten to, I think it's Evermore. I'm really out of touch with it. I was a really big Taylor Swift fan, you know, 10 years ago. And then not so much in the past recent years, nothing personal, just the music style. (laughs) And um, then this album I'm really jiving with. So uh, if you haven't ever listened to it, like I have, it's very, it's much calmer. There are folk influences you can hear. I say calmer. It's just very chill, um, kind of ambient sometimes. And as always, the lyrics are just uh, so vivid and the storytelling is excellent, really. I really dig it and it's cozy and it just, it feels really nice right now. So that's what I'm listening to right now. And I'm very open to suggestions to basically any album that has come out in the past four to five years. Um, There's a chance that I may not have listened to it. (laughs) Because I'll tell you, the majority of stuff that's on the radio in like the pop scene and in the rock scene, it's not my thing. I don't really enjoy it. But I know there's a lot of stuff that I would enjoy that was mixed in there that I had just haven't haven't sought out. So I'm seeking out in this time in my life and I'm up uh, for suggestions. You can either leave a comment on the show notes. That is of course at lifeonthebrink.live or you can find me on Instagram and you can DM me. Um, And I would love to hear. I'd love to hear from you anyway. I love to hear um, feedback about these episodes that whether you're enjoying them, um, whether through a, a review or a rating or however, It's uh, so nice to know that there's a community of people that are, you know, taking days slowly to really uh, think about the things that are important, to be grateful and to live slowly and with much enjoyment. So with that, my friends, I will be back next week. Happy summer. We're going to be talking about uh, reading next week. So hit the books and I'll be back very soon with a new episode. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Life on the Brink. If you're enjoying these episodes, please feel free to leave a star rating or even better, leave a review on Apple Podcasts to help spread the word. For podcast show notes and extra inspirational posts throughout the week, head to the blog at lifeonthebrink.live. And if you'd like a little extra dose of inspiration in your life, sign up for the monthly newsletter, which lights up your inbox the first Friday of each month. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, friends, you have a lovely week. Bye!